The other night, I had the weirdest dream. I was getting ready for a party at my house. Then, as I walked into my living room, which looked like my living room, but also it was a dream, so it didn't look anything like it, there in the middle of the floor was a giant cockroach. It looked to be about the size of a medium dog, just crunching and wiggling its mouth parts at me trying to communicate. In my head, I heard it say, I'm looking for Karen. I was so disgusted and afraid of this telepathic giant cockroach that I glued myself to the opposite wall, trying to find a way to escape this nightmare. The cockroach didn't seem to mind my presence, even though it was obviously at the wrong house. Then I woke up. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to this episode of Sheltered. I am your host, Emily Fowler, and today we are talking about fear. Fear can be paralyzing, especially if you were never taught how to handle it in a healthy way. For me, growing up with trauma and abuse left me with a very minimal understanding of emotions and how to live with them. So I asked my older sister, Kelly, who has had a lot of the same experiences with fear growing up, to speak with me about her struggles with fear and how she has learned to cope with this particular emotion as an adult. Welcome, Kelly, to the podcast. We're excited to have you here. Hey, great to be here. (laughs) So tell me how you felt when I brought up the subject of fear. Oh, man, I was really glad. Really glad we didn't go with the first topic. (laughs) (laughs) Which was Um, death, by the way. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah. uh, Yeah, I would have been a blubbering idiot. Um, But no, fear. Oh, my gosh. Like, that was such it just hit me because it just flooded memories back of how, how I was just, I I was so fearful for so many years, you know, Mm. growing up, you know, with just different things. And, um, you know, um, I was, I I wrote down some notes and and I was thinking about stuff that I haven't thought about in a long time. You know, I, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I didn't leave. uh, uh, Well, (laughs) let me back up. So, I always hated school, you know, and I finally talked to mom and dad into letting me, you know, finish 11th grade and get my GD and, you know, cause I thought I was all ready for co- uh, college. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, you know, so, you know, fast forward to, you know, the first time I leave home, you know, age 19, go off to Colorado for a year and a half. Man, to work it was, at a summer camp. To work right? at a summer camp. Right, right. You know, I mean, yeah, it was fun. I still did not know what I wanted to do with my life. You know, that was the problem. I had no, like, like focus, you know, no direction. Yeah. You know, and, and then, uh, you know, after that year and a half, I came back because I thought I really need to try to, you know, work on a a degree. And I was constantly, uh, like, I, I call it the, I was the what if girl constantly fearful of like, well, what if this happens? Well, what if this happens? You know, 
like I was literally kind of cri- crippled by by my own fear or mm-hmm. fears you know of things that I wanted to do I had dreams and aspirations but again I had no like I had no focus I had no idea of how to go about you know uh doing stuff and I think a little bit you know I mean I realize this now I didn't realize it at the time you know how fearful I was of like getting into debt and I think that kind of came from mom (laughs) constantly being worried about about money we grew up up in poverty so (laughs) yeah 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 so I mean yeah you know I mean the fact that you know at that point in my life I didn't have debt you know it's like I don't want to have debt (laughs) you know and so that really honestly it um it really did impact choices I I I made or didn't make you know and um of course it took me a long time before I got my degree you know age 27 Um, that's okay. Lots, lots of people, people get their hey, later in life. I know. No, I know. I'm not downing it. I'm not downing it. I'm just like, it's like, I, w- I wish I would have been like focused. But then again, you know, I mean, I, I went through all that and I learned a lot and, and it's all good, you know. But, you know, just I felt like also in that, in that time, um, I was kind of fearful to also leave, you know, right. leave home because I was, again, the like oldest. The family. Yeah, yeah. Like constantly worried that um, I, I, I always, I felt for a long time like I was the rescuer. Like I needed mm-hmm. to rescue people, you know, like I could potentially, you know, save my family. That's a very, you know? I think that's a very like first child Maybe. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, I mean, for some, I don't yeah, think all, some. you know, so yeah, yeah. I've met some first firstborns that uh, I totally don't feel the same way. <laughs> but, um, but um, you know, to each their own. Uh, but you know, that a lot of that was yeah, just fear, fear of the unknown, fear of the what ifs, you know. And oh my gosh, me, my forty-year-old self, I wish I could tell my you know, 20 something year old self, it's going to be okay. You know, take that step to, you know, go have that adventure. Yeah. You know, so So how how do you feel that fear has impacted your life choices? Like, I mean, you were talking about like being so afraid your whole life. Like what do you think was the biggest impact for you that fear caused? What, uh, the biggest impact? Um, yeah. well, you think it I was mean, just time. Yeah. Time, time being taken away, you know, like mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't feel, I don't feel old. I'm 42 right now. You know, I don't Very feel young. old. I mean, I still feel like I have a lot of, a lot of years. I mean, <laughs> 40 is the know. new 20. 40 is the new 20. Okay. So, uh, you know, part of me does have a little regret, you know, wishing I would have made some different choices, maybe, maybe gone ahead and, and finished that second year at TJC in photography or, you know, taken that, uh, 
scholarship that a photographer was going to give me you know it's just oh, yeah. but but you can't go back and you know you can't you can't turn back time all you can do is move forward how am i going to make the rest of my days on this earth you know meaningful you know what yeah. legacy am i going to leave for my family you know that that's where i'm well, at what, right now what are you going to do for yourself like without the fear oh without the fear um <clears throat> well i mean I, I have found here recently in the last few years that if I want to do something, I don't think twice. Like I, I try to pursue it and, and try to, um, to just see how I'm going to get it done. You know, whether yeah, like it's, if you fail, you fail. Right. You yeah. Succeed, yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, that fear is not gripping me like it used to. And it's mm -hmm. so just, oh my gosh, it's such a different feeling. It's, it's so amazing. Like, I don't worry about, you know, the fear of silly things like, do these people like me or do they not like me? You know, like silly mm -hmm. things. Yeah, I, I used to care so much about being everybody's friend. Right. Well, that kind of bit, bit me in the butt because I ended up getting hurt, you know, and, uh, and so much of that is anxiety-based. Well, yes, I agree. You know? True. Yeah. Like, um, I, think, I think fear and anxiety kind of go together a lot of times. Like, yeah. they're so intertwined that it's hard to separate them. Right, right. Well, I know something for me personally, um, I constantly lived in a world of comparison, you know, and... Um, when I stopped doing that, it freed me up so much. Like I stopped, you know, having so much anxiety thinking about, oh, well, so-and-so has, you know, a family and kids and uh, all this and blah, blah, blah. And where am I supposed to be in, in life right now? And, you know, mm. you know, it's just, I, I lived in a world of, I compared my life and situation to so many others that were not in that situation and and I was just kind of fearful of like what's my future what's what where where's where am I going like you, know? you weren't living in the present you were living in the past and the future a lot yeah yeah like yeah always not, not, not enjoying yeah not enjoying yeah the present like you know constantly like oh, you know, oh, if I had that or this, like that person or whatever, my life would be so different instead of like making your current present life enjoyable, you know, mm -hmm. it, it's, it's just something that, that I think a lot of people struggle with, you know, um, right. And I, I know for myself, like once I stopped looking at social media so much, uh, <laughs> yeah. the, the, it kind of, it kind of dropped significantly, uh, you know, uh, yeah, cause you're not comparing. Right. Right. You know, and, um, it's so freeing mm -hmm. to think, you know, oh, you know, who cares if 
you know, I don't look, if I don't have that hot bod or, or I don't do this or I don't get to Kelly, go. Kelly, you got a hot bod. Thanks. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I'm like, I want to feel healthy for me. You know, I don't want to feel healthy to get that cute, perfect picture on Instagram or whatever, you know, I don't want it. I don't want that life. Which is know? a good thing. That's a good thing. Right. Oh yeah. Not I'm not saying, yeah I'm not saying right, right, right. You know, and, but it took me a long time, you know, because, you know, I think a lot of people get on this, this kind of fad train and, um, you know, do right. what everybody else is doing. And then they think, oh, well, that's the norm. I need to do it. Oh, you know, I need to keep up, uh, you know, with the quote Joneses, so to speak, you know, not yeah. in the w- wealth situation, but in like, you know, oh, keep up because everybody's posting on social media or doing this or whatever, you know, and I need to keep up and, you know, it's just, that's just not, it's not life. It's not real life. And, right. um, and, and those re- posts are so fake because they don't display all the other right art you know i was reading somewhere about somebody who was like a travel blogger but that's all they did they didn't have any other belongings in the world right like, right they were so lonely but they had these beautiful extravagant pictures on instagram so it always looked like they were living the best life Oh my gosh. I can't even imagine. Like I wanted that life. And I was like, right. I don't know how to do that life, but I want it. And then now that we're in quarantine, I'm like, man, I'm glad I'm not one of those people. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's only beautiful till it's not right. <sighs> right. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. So, so, you know, what do you feel like you're the, what techniques did you use to kind of help you not live in that fear that you lived in your whole life? Like, what did you have to learn to, to step outside of that fear? Uh, well, you know, I think we all experience this, you know, there's times where, you know, maybe some people are in your life for, for a time and then, right. you know, th- things happen and you learn from those things and you have seasons. <laughs> Yeah, you have seasons, seasons of life. And um, I think for me, just realizing that, um, telling myself, just fear, fear is a liar, you know, because it it really is. And, you know, if you let it, it can totally cripple you, control you, you know, whatever you want to say. It it can cause you from, from not living a healthy life. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, so for me personally, I had to stop. I had, again, I had to stop comparing my life to others because, you know, this is my life. And, um, you know, I, I make myself do things like I make myself, uh, like, you know, go and work out or, you know, check up on people or, you know, try to do healthy things albeit with healthy boundaries, you know, I think that that's the key too, is, um, I don't know. I feel like, did you have, was it, was it hard for you to learn boundaries? Uh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody's on the struggle bus. Yeah. 
I mean, I was the, I was the yes person. I used yeah. to be the yes person and I got burned a lot yeah. by a That's lot of true. people. That's you know, true. That and, was very much who you were. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, but again, I'm grateful, even though the hard times hurt so bad, it's, it was good. You know, it, it's all looking back. It's good because you learn and, um, you learn how to have those healthy boundaries and that they're so very important. And it doesn't mean that, you know, people don't love you or whatever, but you realize that, um, it's okay because you don't need to be the yes person all the time. You, you are not the person that's going to, you know, save somebody, you know? Um, and yeah. Well, that's not your responsibility. Well, right, right. And, it, but it took me a long time to realize that, you know, and um, I think my 42 year old self would tell, you know, would tell my 20 year old self now, you know, don't do that because you're going to get burned. But at the same time, looking back, I mean, again, I, I've learned a lot. Yeah. You know, so, um, you know, and just, of, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, um, I was just going to say, um, as much as I wish I could erase some of the hurt, <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's just, it's taught me a lot. So what was one of the hardest boundaries that you had to set that kind of spurred on this identity of wanting to be, um, strong and not fearful? Do you have anything like that? Um, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, um, like <clears throat> I'm not constantly dropping everything for people. Um, mm. like I used to, <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, the queen of being the, there, the queen <laughs> of being there. Yes. I should have a shirt made. Yes, um, <laughs> I mean, not, not that that's still, I mean, I think that that's just part of who I am, like being a helper. And right. wanting to be there if somebody's in need, but um, just I think realizing you know that I have to personally have healthy boundaries um, it has helped me in a lot of ways. I mean, you know, especially with family, like yeah. you know, I mean. I understand, you know, sometimes you get a phone call and, and, you know, you know, certain family member wants to just, you know, vent or, or whatever. And you just listen and like, okay, you know, I can't do anything about it. And you say that and, and they're like, well, okay. <laughs> you, know, you know, it's, it, it's realizing, you know, that it's okay to say that and that, you know, well, how, how, how abrupt for people who are used to you dropping well, everything. Well, right. Well, right. And they're like, oh. <laughs> that was something that was hard for me, too, is I went through a period of life where I was needed so much, and I was constantly, like, I guess, on the run to help put out mm -hmm. fires, so to speak. And right. then all of a sudden, you know, when I moved to Louisiana, things changed. Yeah. Things changed a lot. And it's like I had to figure out myself, you know, because all of a sudden 
So for background, you lived in Tyler your entire, Tyler, Texas, your entire life. (laughs) Well, let's not say my entire life. I mean, come on. Her her entire life. I'm only 42 here. Come on. But, um, but yeah, Kelly lived in Tyler, Texas her entire life and she did something. How old were you? Mm, How old was I? I think 37. 37. And she up and moved to a city that I used to live in with my family, but we had moved. So she was all by herself with no friends, no family in a brand new setting. And it was the best thing. It really was. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the scariest thing is the best thing. Oh, I know. I know. You know, and what did I get out of it? some really good boudin and made some really great, fr- really great friends. <laughs> I know. I know. I bought some, uh, that was made from uh, Beaumont at the grocery store. And I was like, man, this is not Saunier's. <laughs> Only people who live in Louisiana will know what we're talking about. I know. Right. Man, I will never buy store-bought uh, boudin again. Um, so yeah anyways yeah yeah that that helped me moving really helped me deal with a lot of you know fear fear issues I had been dealing with for years you know the thought of oh how can I do this you know and the fact that I actually did it proved you know to myself that I didn't need to be afraid it kind of quieted all those voices. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, it's just, man, I, I can't tell you how many times I was just so afraid, you know, thinking, oh, how, how am I going to do this? How am I going to afford this? How am I, you know, the what ifs, you know, and if you live your life and the what ifs, you're not going to have all these amazing, you know, adventures. Mm. So, you know, and, and don't get me wrong. I've had some great adventures, you know, I've done some really fun stuff and, um, I'm really happy that I can say that I've had some of those adventures, you know? Um, but again, you know, had I been, had I, had I said in that moment, Oh, I probably should do this. You know, I can't afford it. Or what if this happens or, you know, because I spend this money, blah, 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 you know, Mm. Uh, oh my gosh I can't even imagine like living a life where you you don't take that step and 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 just you know enjoy enjoy the adventure (laughs) so it took you it took you a long time to get to that place too oh yeah oh yeah definitely definitely I mean I was still yeah, I mean, I was still fear- fearful up until the point that I actually physically drove myself to Louisiana. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is really happy. <laughs> no turning back now. <laughs> There's no turning back now, yeah. But again, you know, life choices I had made, you know, got me to that point of realizing I got to make a change, you know, right. because I'm kind of going in circles here yeah. and not not getting anywhere. And so, you know, of course, you know, those other things were hard, but it got me to the point where I needed that push, 
you know, to get out of my fear zone. Yeah. Well, I mean, trauma can be debilitating and it's debilitating in the sense that it makes you so consciously afraid of things outside of yourself mm-hmm. that you struggle <laughs> to just be a part of be separated from that fear right right i mean i i completely understand i i was so diligent <laughs> about making sure i didn't make mistakes because yeah. i i was scared to make mistakes i was scared to i don't know just live my life mm-hmm. like I, I, like you, was worried about what other people thought about me. Like, yeah. truly worried. Truly yeah. worried that people would see me like I was a joke or I wasn't yeah. smart. Or, right. I mean, just a multitude of things. And, yeah. I mean, I lived my life within that fear. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I don't know. I'm... 20 something years old and it's, <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's okay, such now. a long time. <laughs> I think you're going to be in your twenties for a long time yeah. <laughs> for the rest of my life. When I'm like 90, <laughs> it'll be my 25th birthday. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Oh man. That's yeah. It's stuff. crazy how fear can really just crumble your ambitions like oh yeah oh yeah especially when you've grown up in a traumatic childhood it 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 makes it even harder it makes it harder to feel safe in a world where it was always unsafe right right you know do you agree with that or uh well i mean like yeah there's constantly I mean, you could walk outside and die. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) you could be hit by a car. So it's like, it's so silly to think of the fact that, you know, a lot of us, you know, live in our bubbles Mm -hmm. um, and don't get out because we're afraid of different scenarios when, you know, you you could literally walk out of your home and, and... be hit by a car or shot or whatever you know i mean that's just that's just life life. are you going to be are you going to fear your life uh, on the what ifs and and not live your life you know and possibly have some amazing adventures you know so you know (laughs) pick pick one you know what i mean right like i think i'm speaking to the fact that that when you were talking about being so scared of going into debt, like that was a trauma that you had. Because Wait, to go into what? You were so scared of going into debt. Oh, oh, right, right, right. Yeah. And that was a trauma that we had as children because of how we grew up. We grew up very, very right. poor. And so a lot of your fear probably stem from the trauma of our childhood and how we grew up. And so while it was reasonable, <laughs> it was amplified, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amplified in the sense that it became, you became so fearful of it that you 
wouldn't put yourself in a situation where it might occur. Right, exactly. Very true. Which I think is how a lot of people deal with fear. They just avoid oh, yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. It's more comfortable to avoid it. Hello. Right. Fear <laughs> is a dream killer. <laughs> I mean, oh my gosh. I think about the time that I drove myself up to this like oh I forget what it was called is like it had different things like bungee jumping it's in this place in Dallas oh like it an has adventure park yeah like an adventure park so I, I I got it in my head that I was going to drive to this place drove all by myself on my day off and uh <laughs> I was going to bungee jump and this was of course you know well after 9-11 but all I could do I, I I got strapped up you know got to the top mm. and I couldn't do it because <laughs> all I all I thought about was something somebody had said to me when they were watching people falling out of the buildings you know in 9-11 and it just kind of stuck with me ever since and I was like I can't do this you know but it's just it's kind of the same thing, you know, like fear, like fear, the fear of the unknown, you know, is like you're on that edge and you, you're pretty sure you want to jump, but you're just so scared. Like you've been waiting too long. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you stand there too, too many seconds long and then it's like, nope, I'm not, you know, you not thought gonna, about it. Not going to, yeah. You thought about it too long. Yeah. Not that that's not healthy in other situations. But I was about to me. say, I personally think not jumping off of high things is a very healthy gear. <laughs> yeah. That's just me, though. Oh, right, right. But I'm just trying to use that as an example, you know. Right, an analogy um, you know, for life. Yeah, yeah. Analogy for life, yes. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> personally, you couldn't pay me enough money to jump out of an airplane. <laughs> But that's right, also right. why I like quarantine because I get to be by myself. <laughs> <laughs> Not having to worry about jumping out of airplanes. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, do you feel like your fear um, is connected to other emotions? Like what other emotion would you say is the strongest when you're feeling fear? Oh, um. Oh, definitely anxiety. That's yeah. been my, my biggest thing, but I've learned how to, which by the way, we were such anxious kids. Yeah. Yeah. We were like extremely anxious. Mm -hmm. Well, I know for me, you know, growing up, uh, one thing that was constantly a fear for me was um, death, you know, mm -hmm. constantly afraid of death. And uh, do you think that was how we grew up though, because of our religion? Um, do you think that played a part at least? Maybe a little bit. Yeah. But just, I think for anybody, it's like, it's the unknown, you, you know, everybody knows it's going to happen, but it's like that unknown. You just don't know. Yeah. You know? Do you think that if um, we had had people in our lives who, who spoke about it in a healthy way, that we wouldn't have been so afraid of it? Uh, yeah. 
I would I would agree to that. Okay. Um, I I think you know like we going back to you know our childhood and and what we grew up with you know in the mm-hmm. very the very um just kind of liturgical pomp and circumstance that we grew up with um it wasn't very heartfelt it was just you know you go to you you go to church and we recite things and you know well nobody ever really explained death like they didn't explain it like it was a part of life Mm-hmm. it's normal it's mm-hmm. not scary like mm-hmm. I remember being so scared of death too and it was partly because of the doom and gloom surrounding death right in our religion. right right there was there was nothing good or happy about it right yeah agree and I then agree. when people died they just sort of moved along from it so there was such confusion around death because as a kid, it doesn't oh, really you mean sense. like you mean the people on earth still on earth move move along? No, I mean like in the I'm talking about in the setting of our church. Like okay. nobody ever really talked about like what what happened or that everything was okay or even if it wasn't okay, there was no discussion mm-hmm. about it. You know what I mean? So there mm-hmm. was, there was so much room for fear mm-hmm. around death because nobody talked about it. Yeah. It was just like, yeah, yeah such and such, such died, died and that was it. Yeah. There was, there was no discussion about it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is scary. I mean, <laughs> we can go on and on about different subjects that weren't discussed for <laughs> in a healthy manner. <laughs> But, but yeah, um, in our church, that's, that's for sure. Yeah. There's a huge yeah. list. Huge yeah. list. Uh, yeah. But no, yeah, that that was a big thing. And I, I, you know, I know, you know, some of the biggest, I guess, times in my life where I, I, I felt the anxiety over death was, you know, when Bob Dwelly died, when grandpa passed away. Um when I don't know if you remember him, but Matt Pfeiffer. Yeah. Uh, and the then guy from um, uh, Laterno. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, um, and then of course, Will, you know, mm-hmm. um, he but had some pretty big deaths that occurred. In your yeah. Life. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and that will, that will really, you know, change a person and make you think about a lot of things and um as hard as every single one of those were i i've definitely learned a lot from each situation you know Mm. and getting older you just realize things you know and just how life is short and it's such a waste of time to be afraid and you just, you know, you need to live, live your life to the fullest, you know? Right. And, so we're uh, kind of talking about different fears here. So at the beginning, we were kind of talking about like personal fears. Mm-hmm. Now we're talking about 
like death, which is a separate fear. Mm-hmm. So like we, we grew up in an abusive household. So like, how did that play into your fear? Like, did you have the same fears that I did growing up with like the abrasiveness from our dad or like neglect? Like, did those fears play a big part in your life? Oh yeah. I mean, I went from being so afraid to, you know, when I moved out, then it became more so anger. Okay. The fear you know. of anger. Yeah. You know, which was that because you realized that the situation you were in was bad? Uh yeah. That it was unhealthy for sure. Um you know, and just wishing things would have been different or dealt differently, you know, and, and maybe even myself had dealt with things differently, but I just didn't know how to, you know? Yeah. And, um, I think I had a lot of regret and, uh, I think being the oldest, I felt like, I didn't do a really good job, uh, I guess, protecting, protecting y'all. Um, which again, wasn't your job. Right. You know, but at the same time, that's what I was personally dealing with. Right. That's how you were So, you know, um, but then, you know, (laughs) uh, you just, for me, you know, I, I turned the, the fear to anger and then anger to, um, you know, forgiveness because I just didn't want to live the rest of my life being angry or afraid, you know, and that was a personal choice I made. Um, just because I want to have, I want the rest of my life to be meaningful and healthy. And I want, I'm, I'm trying my best to, to leave a legacy for my family, you know, that my family is going to be proud of. And, you know, I don't want to repeat things from the past. You know what I mean? Right. So, you well, know, these cycles that we find ourselves in are so damaging. Right. I mean, unless, right. unless somebody stands up and breaks the cycle, it will continue. So you could have chosen a life path where you continued the cycle of trauma and pain and fear and guilt that we grew up with. But I mean, what a strong person you are that you have taken a different path. I yeah. mean, that's part of breaking that cycle. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, because you're, you know, if you don't break the cycle, you're just a hamster on a wheel, (laughs) you know, you're, um, what's the, what's the definition of insanity? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, that was me for sure. Um, for a long time change each time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and you just, you finally, I mean, well, I guess it's not the case for everybody, but for me, 
you know, you wake up one day and you're like, I don't want to be the hamster on the wheel anymore. (laughs) Do you think a lot of that was just us searching for love? Oh yeah. Um, definitely. I mean, you know, me personally, I, I was looking for love in all the wrong places, (laughs) you know, in my thirties. And, um, Again, you know, I mean, I'm not trying to to bad mouth or anything, but I mean, you know, we I don't didn't think really that you get, are. We're just uh, we, yeah, uh, you know, we didn't we didn't get the that loving relationship, you know, from our father, which you know, had had we, you know, maybe we wouldn't have sought out, you know, certain. <laughs> Are you trying to say we have daddy issues? (laughs) Uh, Maybe. (laughs) No, I agree. I think that if we had grown up with loving relationships that were healthy, like from parental figures, like I think our lives could have been different. Yeah. I mean, we would have made different choices. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, you know, seeking love anywhere that we could get it, you know? Right, right. Because we had such a void. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that played I mean, into our fear, too, our fear of being unloved or unlovable. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I you know, thankfully, <laughs> thankfully, that is not an issue with me right now. <laughs> That's good. I'm on the, I'm on the abstinence train. So, um, it's not just about <laughs> sex, Kelly. <laughs> no, I know. I know. But, but that's, that's easy, dirty girl. That, that's what that's, that's kind of where I was going, you know, in my thirties and uh, yeah, I'm not oh, trying, trying to not, find love. Yeah. Trying that. to find, find okay. love. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it was the wrong, wrong thinking of what love is, Yeah, you know, and so I true. think, you know, and, and I think that that, that is a problem for a lot of people you know, not just in our family, you know, just seeking love in all the wrong places, thinking that it's going to, uh, satisfy. Well, the truth is you can't love anybody until you love yourself. Yeah, that is true. Which is a hard truth to learn. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and you're right. It, it took a long time for me to love myself to really Mm -hmm. like, you know, set those healthy boundaries and make time for myself and, you know, you know, go, go and work out for myself so that I feel better, you know, or eating differently. So I feel better, you know, mentally, I know, I know how I'm going to feel if I'm stagnant and I don't work out or if I eat certain foods, you know, how it's going to make me feel, you know, you don't learn that until you're more you make yourself more aware of it, of like things that are really affecting you. you Right. Or just even changing your mindset from outward to inward. Because Mm -hmm. like in that same, in that same space that you're talking about, like for me, I used to decorate my house for other people, (laughs) which is so silly. Like, because I wanted other people to think my house was so cool or nice or yeah. kitschy or whatever. And now it's like, 
I'm decorating my house because I like it. I could give a rat's ass if anybody else does. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, the twenty. I feel like the twenties were a waste. <laughs> you know, like because it's so few between people who actually love themselves in their twenties. Yeah. yeah. And then right. once you get to like almost forty, even though I'm so far away from that because I'm twenty-five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you keep telling yourself that. <laughs> Luckily, there's no video on podcasts. Right? Oh wow, right. <laughs> but like, yeah, I mean, it it took a long time for me to feel grown up and know that I'm important, I'm yeah. valid, I yeah. deserve love, and yeah, and it's okay for me to have those things. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, did it, it obviously took you a while to get there too. Oh, oh yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> That's all I can say. It's yeah. Like, like, I mean, you, know, you know, honestly, it is so true about how once you get to your forties, you just, you don't give a shit about a lot of things you know? I, I'm just, I'm really loving my 40s because <laughs> I don't, I don't worry about a lot of the things I worried for so long about, you know? Yeah. Um, fear doesn't control you the same way. Right. It did. Right. Yeah. Which is awesome. Oh yeah. It's so freeing, you know? Um, I can't explain how freeing it is. It no, is, I... I understand there's so many things that I am realizing I used to just focus on and it was crazy. It was crazy making the things yeah. that I would focus on. Yeah. And now I'm just like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Makes life a lot easier. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're making ourselves crazy. <laughs> Our entire know. lives. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. And <laughs> I mean, it, it's funny. I feel so strange talking to people who didn't have trauma, like in their childhood, mm-hmm. and like hearing their stories. And I'm like, you grew up in such a healthy life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, it took me a long time to not be jealous of people yeah. who grew yeah. up without kind of the baggage that I did and I mean I'm sad that we had to experience the baggage and yes I can look at things and go I'm I'm happy where I'm at I'm happy with my life choices and but yeah I still just like I look at those people like they're sparkly angels I'm like how did you live life so happily for so long I know I know but that's okay I mean because you know honestly I wouldn't trade where I'm at now yeah to where I was before or with even people who haven't experienced you know trauma or head of fears that we had growing up because I mean I I feel like I'm in a good place now (laughs) yeah that's good enough yeah yeah (laughs) I agree I agree same here so do you have any other uh comments about theater 
Um, it's just that, you know, when and if anybody is listening, <laughs> uh, that just to not to take that, that step, you know, and, mm-hmm. and realize that there's so much more to life than being entrapped in fear, you right. know? Do you think that it's important for you to be around people who maybe don't question like um, the fears and the, the thing or the trepidations that, that come along with like stepping out of your comfort zone and doing the things that you're afraid of? Or did, did you have that? Did you have people supporting you? Oh, yeah. Okay. Definitely. I mean, you know, when, before I first moved, of course, I had people that were telling me, oh, you're just running away from your problems, you know, or this and that. You know, everybody right. everybody has opinions. Opinion. That's fine. That That's fine, you know. But I had to figure it out for myself. Right. You know, and then as you become, I guess, your own person, so to speak, um, you realize what people stuck with you before and through and after. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, like, I completely You know, um, like. Oh, who was there for the long haul? Yeah, who was there for the long haul? Like you know, and who's really, I mean, not that you don't have other people in your life that love you, but like, right. there's always going to be a handful of people that, that, that truly stick with you through, through all of it, right. through, through the best parts of you, through the worst parts of you, you right. know, and man, those are the people you want to hang on to. No, I think that that was a hard lesson for me to learn. And like, I always prioritized having a bunch of people. Yep. Yep. Thinking same, like that same was, here. Same that was the goal. Yeah. But then it was like, no, I'd rather have the two or three people who care the most about me mm-hmm. than having like 50 people who could give two shits. Right. Right. Another exactly. hard lesson to learn. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Major. Because you, you think, you know, Oh, I've poured out all this time and energy, right. you know, into Do all I really want to shut down this friendship. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, I put in so much time, you know, but, but then, you know, as you realize it's okay to have those healthy boundaries, I've seen, you know, different things where, you know, I'm respected more. I feel like, you know, right. I realize I'm still loved even though, you know, maybe we're not in each other's lives all the time, you know, but, you know, there's this, this sense of just, it's okay. Yeah. Life is still moving, still going, you know, and you're okay. You're okay. They're okay. Everybody's okay. You know? Yeah. Emotions are so multifaceted that it's mm-hmm. hard to remember that. Like, mm-hmm. it's hard to separate those parts of emotion and realize like fear can be twofold. It can be good. It can be bad. It can, mm-hmm. same with love, the same with, you know, friendships. It's like, 
everything is so multifaceted. I think that's one of the things that I've really, I really struggled with growing up. And then also like it was a hard, hard lesson (laughs) as an adult was just realizing that there is so much gray area, nothing Mm -hmm. black and white. Oh, right. Right. And I mean, I think that that, that was a hard struggle for me because in regards to friendships and in regards to feeling loved, I right. had such a hard time not being black and white. Yeah. Yeah. In my in my thinking about how friendships and love should be. Yeah. And yeah. it's taken me all this time to to get to the point where it's like, okay, just because somebody doesn't have time for me doesn't mean they don't love me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know, people are all doing their own thing and you're not necessarily your, their priority. That doesn't mean- Right, that was something I had to get past. Yeah. Was that, you know, being wanted for so long and needed, so to speak, um, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden not being needed. Yeah. It was like, you try to figure out where you go like what where do I go where do I fit in this yeah in this you know life (laughs) you know um because again you know like you have all kinds of people in different places in their life that are in your life you know you got people that are married you got people that are married with kids you got you know Mm -hmm. whatever you know all kinds of different scenarios um yeah things things aren't just one way right and it's hard it's hard not to have that black and white thinking where yeah especially in society because i feel like society has gotten to the point where nobody lives in a gray area it's either this way or that way Uh and there's no in between and that's where everyone lives is in, in between Like we all, we all are struggling. We're all trying to get through this life. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it just, it makes it hard. Yeah, for sure. And and for me too, that made it hard for me to have relationships. Like, because I thought everybody had to be a certain way. Right. Or that love was a certain way. Right. So a lot of my fear was, being afraid of people and Mm -hmm. being afraid of what they could do to me or how they Mm -hmm. could hurt me. And so to to navigate that, I just push people away because I, I would rather not have the relationship and all the baggage that comes with that than to be in one. Right. Exactly. So yeah, Yeah. it's hard. It's It's hard hard to to be vulnerable. Yeah, true. Yeah, vulnerability is not a strong suit for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm still learning. I'm still learning to be vulnerable. Yeah. It's like, like, what about Bob? Baby steps to vulnerability. Oh, I love that show. Thank you so much for talking to me about this. I knew fear was going to be such a powerful conversation because I feel like you and I really did sort of struggle 
with the same fears like throughout our lives and I mean even into adulthood like we had a lot of similarities in the things that we were trepidatious about yeah yeah Well, that's all for today's episode of Sheltered. Thank you to Kelly for joining me and being so vulnerable with all of us about her personal journey with fear. Also, please make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Thanks for listening.